Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Then it was a year ago, certainly. Um, But we're watching and not playing. And so... You know, um, there's work to be done. Security is cool, um, but it's not a top priority for me. I've seen a lot. Um, I'm not job scared, um, but it does provide less questions um, and things of that nature, certainly. It all sucks. It does. Um, There's not degrees of suck. Um, It all sucks. Um, I'd rather be working. the thought of going to Mobile turns my stomach. Um, not that I dislike Mobile, um, but I know what it's like when you're working and you're not in Mobile. It's a really good feeling to be in that tournament as the road gets narrow and to be living out uh, the things that you aspired to live out over the last 12 months. And so um, it's not us, and it sucks. It sucks. Oh, it sucks, Mike Tomlin. Awesome Bexold fan early morning show. The season is over. Mike Tomlin in his end-of-season press conference gave a lot of, honestly, pretty solid remarks. Pretty honest remarks. I know a lot of the Steelers beat writers tweeted that out. A lot of the Steelers beat writers who have been around the team for years. Jerry Dulac, Mark Cabali, who is on these airwaves seemingly every day during the week. And they said Tomlin was honest. Tomlin did not really shy away from some difficult questions, including when asked, who will the starting quarterback be? If the starting quarterback is on the roster for next season, is your quarterback, more specifically, for 2024, is on the roster, Tomlin paused, kind of thought about it for a little bit, about a half a second, and said yes. That answer there, though, him saying it sucks, wants to still be in the tournament, Tomlin still has the fire. And I don't think that that's something that was lacking. Some people kind of questioned it when there were leaks out to Jay Glazer, Adam Schefter. Jay Glazer, good buddies with Tomlin. It's just the reality of it. That's the truth. They're good friends. When he floats things out there, you would imagine that he checked with your good friend first. Just just think of it this way. If you were involved in a big situation, maybe it's your company, and you heard something about somebody, maybe not in this, well, maybe say you work in a paper company, and you heard something, you're somebody eh, pretty much in the know, maybe a boss. You heard something about somebody Maybe not in your specific company, but in the realm of paper companies, maybe as somewhat of a coworker at a different company. You stay, you still work in the same industry, and you're good friends. You've known each other for a while. If there was something that, and again, you're good friends, 
you wanted to put out there, you wanted to say to some people, get some notoriety out there for your own job standing, wouldn't wouldn't you try to check in with your good buddy before you report that? But I digress. Tomlin will be back. He told the team that on Tuesday, according to multiple different reports. He went up and started his press conference. And, you know, I give him some credit for this with pretty much an apology, asking any contract questions, and he seemed kind of chipper, seemed like he was going to be pretty honest about everything. This is how he answered it. Good afternoon. In a little better mood today, man. Anybody got any contract questions? I just like how right away. Started off with a little sly remark, a little sly comment, and then... Say this, I certainly could have handled that situation better than I did, but I'll also say this. Um, I just believe there's a time and place for everything, and post-game press conferences are probably not the place uh, to address contract issues and things of that nature. It's just a very individual thing, and on game day, I doubt any of us are in that mindset. Certainly, I am not. What's required to do what it is that we do, the amount of focus pouring into a collective, I'm just not in that mind state, and I just don't believe that's the appropriate venue talk about things of that nature i get it from tomlin's perspective right you're coming off of a loss it's so fresh you're 10 15 minutes in you probably gave a talk to the team with everybody in the locker room pretty depressed upset that the season's over and then you're being asked about the future and what's coming up for next year and thinking about training camp contracts all the above it's not fresh of mind for tomlin and tomlin's someone who stays in the moment so i understand the purpose of what he did there's speculation did he try to do what Chuck Knoll did years ago when he walked out of a press conference when asked the same question? I don't think that that was the intention, that Mike Tomlin was trying to make a statement that was pre-planned if that question was asked. I think it was more so just an immediate reaction. And I don't think you can blame Tomlin for that immediate reaction, right? Could he have handled it better and just said, I'll answer it later in the week? Yes. And he even mentioned that. He apologized for that. Something else that I thought was fascinating that I called, obviously did not have any insight on it, but about T.J. Watt and the potential for Baltimore. T.J.'s rehabilitation um, is going well. Um, He probably would have been available uh, had we played this week. That doesn't stun me at all. T.J. Watt seemingly in the way that he was going about his business and some of the reports coming out of practices and just overall at the building said that T.J. Watt likely would have been able to play. That doesn't surprise me too much, especially it's the playoffs. T.J. just put a brace on his knee and tried to give it a go. But the most surprising thing, there were a couple of things that stood out for me. Tomlin saying that he's going to get an extension was not one of them. But what was was this. Either Eddie or uh, Mike Sullivan being candidates for the offensive coordinator job? You know, not at this juncture, man. I, I'm looking at outside candidates and lining up the pecking order there. I am appreciative of their efforts in terms of what they did for us down the stretch, but I'm looking at outside candidates at this juncture. Clap it up. Take a bow, Mike Tomlin. That's exactly what we needed to hear. And it's one of the top things that people were wondering going into the press conference on a Tomlin Thursday to close the season. A press conference that went about 35, 37 minutes. A very long one at that. Tomlin's opening statement went about five minutes. He started taking questions at about 12.08, 12.09. About a good 20, 25 minutes worth of questioning, worth of questions in there. And he's looking for outside candidates at offensive coordinator. Clint Kubiak's a name that's been thrown around. 
Shane Steichen is a guy that did a fantastic job as an offensive coordinator with the Philadelphia Eagles. He went on and got a job with the Indianapolis Colts. Did a pretty solid job with Gardner Minshew as an offensive coordinator for a team that went to the Super Bowl. I don't think that there's going to be any situations where an offensive coordinator for any of these teams are going to be available that are still in the playoffs. Maybe a quarterback's coach for any of them. But another guy, Shane Waldron, that you could keep an eye out for. That's a hot name. Alex Van Pelt, former pick quarterback. Does he interest you at all? Guy that was let go by the Cleveland Browns. A lot of guys were let go by the Browns. Their tight ends coach, their running backs coach. Even though they made the playoffs and their third and fourth string running backs and Kareem Hunt off the couch played well without Nick Chubb and the tight ends coach with David Njoku and Njoku had his best season of the year, of his career. But that's Cleveland, and you never know what you're going to get. They wanted to fire Kevin Stefanski before the season started, and he's probably coach of the year. So Alex Van Pelt, potentially a name. The Steelers got to hire an offensive coordinator with veteran experience that had some success in the NFL with maybe not high-level talent, but a guy that's been there, done that, has had success in the playoffs as well, and frankly knows what he's doing. 412 9370 If you want to point out some names that you think would be good options, you can call in. You can also tweet at me at Austin R. Bechtold. Some names that you think the Steelers should look at for offensive coordinator. I would like them to go with a young, innovative mind. Somebody off the Kyle Shanahan tree. Somebody off the Mike McDaniel tree. Somebody with one of these high-flying offenses. Does Shane Steichen have anybody that's young, up-and-coming? Where's the next Ben Johnson? Where's the next Bobby Slowick in Houston? You would think San Francisco, Miami, even anybody that's working with D'Amico Ryans in Houston on that offensive staff with Bobby Slowick. C.J. Stroud looks fantastic, but Bobby Slowick is also being propped up because of that too, because an offensive coordinator and a quarterback, when they work in conjunction with each other, a ton of success can be had and both can benefit. There's a good chance Bobby Slowick in the next couple of years might be a head coach. Ben Johnson went in Detroit. Look at Jared Goff. Now, what they might do and what they're probably going to do, another former offensive coordinator, maybe head coach. Could I interest you in one Jim Caldwell who bounced around a lot, didn't really get a fair shake. Remember him in Detroit? Been a couple of different places. Never really worked out. Eric Bieniemy's probably going to stay in Washington. Would him and Tomlin like to try to pair up together? A young name, a young 30-something, 35-year-old kid that's got a big play sheet, a pencil on his ear, works well with Kyle Shanahan, maybe their quarterbacks, coach, anybody. And obviously they need to have some qualifications, but somebody who... And I think what the Steelers would rather do is get somebody who's been around the block, called plays, had success. I'm okay with that. As long as it's the right fit and it's the right guy for your quarterback one next year, which is looking like it's going to be number eight. So, uh, can he resume his QB1 status? He will, but obviously 
there will be competition. There are all, there's always competition in this thing. We don't anoint anyone. Man, I'm appreciative of his efforts and where he is and excited about continuing to work with him. But certainly, he will be challenged from a competition perspective moving forward. Competition brings the best out in all of us. Before we get into Kenny, uh, Tom ended it with, competition brings out the best in all of us. Does it, Mike? Could there be a competition with the guy that wants you that won you three games to get into the playoffs? Is it the hope of the franchise that Mason Rudolph will be back in providing that competition? It is, but he is a free agent, and it is free agency. And so we'll see where that leads us. I think Tomlin sound pretty confident in him thinking that Mason Rudolph will be back. Now, is that the true reality of it? Completely different story. Mason Rudolph willed the Steelers into the playoffs. He came into the season as the third quarterback, was the best quarterback out of anybody on the Steelers this past year. There's no denying that. None. You cannot deny Mason Rudolph was the best quarterback on this team. And if you bring him back, he should be almost guaranteed. You can't give Mason Rudolph false promises. You cannot tell him one thing and the other happens just like probably when you drafted him, saying that he would be the successor to Big Ben. And also when they drafted Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph was under the impression as the only quarterback on the roster he'd finally get his chance. Not the case. 412-928-9370. Let's send it out to the phone lines. Good morning. Happy Friday. And the call dropped right away. If you want to call in, 412-928-9370. I want your thoughts on the Steelers, on Mike Tomlin. Tomlin will be back. 18 seasons. He's never had a losing season. I don't know if you've Ever heard that before? Maybe not. Probably not. Maybe one or two times, if not at all. But Tomlin likely going to get an extension. He talked about it in his presser as well. You expect to get an extension this year? Yes, I expect to be back, and I would imagine that those contract things are, are going to run their course, man. Art and I have a really good, transparent relationship. We communicate continually, often. I don't imagine it's going to be an issue, and I imagine it's going to get done in a, in a timely manner at the appropriate time. You know, my mindset is to coach this football team, certainly. An appropriate time is more so in the immediate future than later down the road because if you're going to hire an offensive coordinator, said offensive coordinator is going to want to know that there's some stability that if Mike Tomlin has one year left on his contract, let's say the Steelers, oh, they finally do have that losing season and everybody throws their hands up in the air and maybe the national media says, well, Mike Tomlin just couldn't get it done this year. He didn't have the talent, but maybe we should start to acknowledge that Mike Tomlin is maybe not doing as great of a job in Pittsburgh as we necessarily think. And the offensive coordinator, one and done. Kind of like a situation in Carolina where nobody can sustain a job because David Tepper, spilling drinks on fans, is very impatient and wants a winner. With a Carolina team that won two games, traded a lot of picks to go get Bryce Young, and now seems to be a complete and utter tire fire looking for another head coach after getting rid of Frank Reich. That's just a difficult situation. Remember Matt Rule? That seems like a while ago where he was there. So Tom, what do you want in a new offensive coordinator? And he even said it'll be him, Omar Khan, and Art Rooney hiring the offensive coordinator. Tomlin was, again, very honest. I know some people kind of poo-pooed that, and this is what Tomlin should be. It was pretty transparent, and this was one of the most transparent answers of all. 
I want us to be versatile and dynamic. Obviously, we got to score more points. I want to be able to keep defenses off balance. I want to utilize all the talent that we have at our disposal. Uh, I'm excited about this process and the, and the talent pool out there based on what I've seen thus far. I'm really open to kind of learning through this process, man, and seeing what people have to say about their visions. And so certainly I uh, have a vision of what it looks like, but certainly open to learning through this process. I want to play that first part. Again, just the first couple seconds. I want us to be versatile and dynamic. Versatile and dynamic. What exactly does that mean? Versatile and dynamic. I would imagine it would probably be more motion pre-snap. Potentially, and this is on a different track, moving Broderick Jones back over to left tackle, but Tomlin was asked about that. They don't know if the direction is going to be Jones staying at right or if he's going to play it left. Probably more pre-snap motion. Using the middle of the field on a more consistent basis, something that the team completely neglected to do with Matt Canada as offensive coordinator until Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan took over. And Tomlin acknowledged that Faulkner and Sullivan are not going to be considered for the offensive coordinator position. At least not at this point. The only reality might be that unless the top three candidates for the Steelers' offensive coordinator position are all gone or all turned on the job, don't want it. Maybe the page slips back to Mike Sullivan and or Eddie Faulkner to work in some capacity. But Tomlin, and again, very transparent nature, didn't seem like that was indicative of what potentially is going to happen with this team. Also, Najee Harris talked about structure, in-house rules. Probably alluding to George Pickens, right? Probably alluding to Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson chirping with the media. Remember George Pickens called Jacksonville a hope defense. They came out, their secondary, and commented with them. And how about Wingard, the safety for Jacksonville, waving the terrible towel around in that Steeler game. Cursed the Jaguars, didn't make the playoffs. But George Pickens had a couple games. He had one game, no catches, at the very end of the year, did have an end around for a couple yards. Remember Deontay Johnson's big fiasco about not getting into the end zone for a whole year that carried into this year. Najee called out some players, not by name, but the structure, the in-house rules. Tomlin, in-house rules. Eh. That's what these exit interviews are about. You know, one man's perspective is just one man's perspective, but I meet with everyone and somewhere in there lies reality. And I'm always open to changing and doing what's necessary in an effort to move this collective forward in an effort to, to be world champs next year, certainly. From your perspective, do there need to be changes dealing with structure and discipline? To there allocate? certainly need to be changes. We can't do the same things and expect a different result. I'm open and willing to that, certainly. Certainly going to be changes. A lot of that could be in terms of personnel, play calling, all the above. I do like that Tomlin seems like he has, and maybe it's because it's the final press conference and he's giving a little bit more transparency. He likes to keep all his notes very close to the vest, kind of like all his in-house secrets. He didn't give away anything earth-shattering. But he did provide a little bit more insight than what we're used to getting during the middle of the season, during the beginning of the season, even during the end of the regular season. I don't know if we should commend him for that. Maybe he felt bad for walking out of the press conference and getting as much backlash, criticism. He ended up being somebody that was had the point, had the finger pointed at him, 
all eyes on me, Mike Tomlin. And even though Tomlin, I think, does like a lot of attention, it was not the type of attention that Tomlin obviously wanted and that the Pittsburgh Steelers, and probably Art Rooney maybe, gave him a little talking to, maybe not too much, but just a little bit of a conversation to say, Mike, what are we doing here? Where it's not on par with the Steelers. But what's on par with the Steelers at this point? The standard is the standard. What is the standard? No playoff win since 2016. Steelers in the first half of their last five playoff games, all losses have given up an average of over 40 points per game. Remember when they were shelled by Jacksonville at home? Yeah, it ended up being a field goal game at the end. That game wasn't close. 45-42. Steelers were playing catch-up from, really, the opening kickoff. The Killer B era pretty much evaporated in that game. Remember the Boswell six-field goal game? Yeah, that's the last game that the Steelers have won in the playoffs. 2016. We could talk about how the Pirates and Steelers have the same number of playoff wins since 2013. Eh, whatever. It's a fact. 412-928-9370. The Fan Only Morning Show for the Average Joe is presented by CGR Wholesale. Where the average Joe buys like a pro at CGR Wholesale. Fan Weather, it's brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on Trailblazer. Blazer. Equinox. Silverado at SunChevy.com. Be careful on the roads out there today. It's snowing. 24 degrees right now. High of 27. Low gets to 18 with snow throughout the day. 412-928-9370. You could also tweet at me at Austin R. Bechtold for your thoughts. More coming up. 93.7 The Fam. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, he's been what we needed him to be. Read a stat, I think, 1,000-yard rusher three straight years and how scarce that is. And I just think that speaks to his consistency, availability. He's been really solid. Here's another stat regarding Najee Harris. Also, Jalen Warren, this from... Around Josh Roundtree, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren were the only two backs to record a carry this year. It's the first time in the team's 90-year history that only two or less backs have recorded a carry. How about that? You know, Anthony McFarlane was around for about a couple seconds, and Godwin, Iba Buke returning kicks, but no, nobody else got a carry at the running back position. There were some jet sweeps, and rounds, Matt Canada's favorite play, and Josh did say, yeah, he spent the last hour 
when he tweeted this out at 8, looking that up. But it was a true two-man backfield. And the Thunder and Lightning duo, as I dubbed them, somebody else might have dubbed them that potentially as well, and I didn't see it. But that's the way that they come off for me. Najee Harris brings the Thunder, will run right downhill at you with a lot of power, and Jalen Warren's the Lightning. A flash out of nowhere with his speed that I don't think a lot of people knew how fast Jalen Warren really was until we saw him break off a lot of runs when he got out in the open space. He is a dynamic runner. It's a really good one-two punch. And we see instances like Dallas is a good example of this. When Zeke Elliott was gone from Dallas and it's just Tony Pollard, Pollard's been uh, kind of a just pedestrian back. Zeke Elliott has also not been the same. Yeah, he was the fourth overall pick from Ohio State years back and was solid before Tony Pollard got there. But once they were a true one-two punch, Elliott started getting older. They played off each other very well. And that's something that the Steelers should continue to bank on with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren for next year and potentially the year after that. Why not? It's not going to cost too much. Najee Harris's fifth-year option will be about $6.5 million. Do you want to pick that up? I probably would. I wouldn't give him a contract after that. But I'd say two more years. Jalen Warren's got another year, so you could probably extend him as well, give him another contract for not too long. So it's to the drawing board for the Steelers into the offseason. I think the fifth-year option will be picked up by the Steelers for Najee. That's still way down the road. A lot of question marks at the quarterback position. Do you try to go after a Kirk Cousins? Do you try to go after a backup like a Jacoby Brissett? was a name that was floated out by somebody just in conversations and texts I was talking to yesterday. Is maybe another name. What happens with Russell Wilson? I don't think the Steelers are going to even think for a second to bring Russell Wilson in. I just don't. An older aging quarterback. They're looking for somebody with some stability they can keep around for a decent amount of time. I think Kirk Cousins could probably be around for another four years. Will the Steelers do that, though? Not with Mike Tomlin saying, yes, the quarterback of 2024 is currently on the roster. It's going to be Kenny Pickett. They're going to bring Pickett back. They're going to give him a chance with a viable offensive coordinator. And if things do not go well in 2024, they'll move on. Now, if there's any draft that you probably want to go get a quarterback, it's this one. There's five guys. One of them is going to fall. It's just natural, going to be the case. Remember the last time there were five considerable guys. Mac Jones was picked, what, 15th? Steelers had the 20th pick. Guys might continue to fall, or the Steelers can move up a couple of picks. You're looking at Bo Nix, in no particular order. Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, Caleb Williams. That's probably the opposite order of how they're ranked from 5-1. to one. Caleb Williams being 1, Drake May being 2. Jaden Daniels, the Heisman winner, being 3. Then Michael Penix, Bo Nix. Where do you throw J.J. McCarthy in there? I don't think he's a viable quarterback that the Steelers should go after, but 412-928-9370. Austin Beck told us the Fanway Morning Show. Thanks for chiming in. The pre-show is next. Coming up, Pat Bostick, Jeff Althorn, Doran Dickerson on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.